Amen. Well, let's open our Bibles to, uh, uh, let's start in Matthew 6, and you can open in Proverbs 3 all at the same time. Hallelujah. We want to go to, we want to go everywhere he wants us to go and nowhere he doesn't want us to. Anybody ever been somewhere God don't want you to be? It's not a great place. (laughs) I lived there for a long time. You know, I didn't, I didn't just visit, I moved in. Did you guys ever move in to where God didn't want you to be? It's not a good place. Well, let's not go there anymore, you know? That's why you, you leave there and you go, honey, you look at your wife and say, let's never go there again. Because it's not a good place to be. Glory to God. Matthew 6 and verse 22. Verse 22 says... For the light of the body is the eye, and if thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. How many know that there's a way, there's one way of seeing things that's right? One way. You know, a lot of people think there's more than one way. Amen? But there's not. Did I hit something? <laughs> there's not more than one way. There's one way. God's way is the way of seeing things. Amen? It's, it's the only way. It's the right way. And, and the one thing that the devil would like us to do is to not see things his way. He'd especially like us not to see his word or the Lord himself in the right light. And so he tries to confuse it with religion or anything else he can find to confuse us. But if, but if our eye stays single, if our focus stays on God, on his word, that he's good, Right? You know, years ago I started teaching Bible study, and I didn't know that there were people that didn't think God was good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was, I was a little stupid, a little bit dense, but I didn't know that there were actually people that did not believe God was good. And when I began teaching Bible study, I found out there was, there was this whole different bunch of views out there as to why God did or didn't do things for them, right? And it was weird because it was never their fault. Right? See, somehow I knew that everything I had messed up was my fault. But somehow all the stuff that had happened in their life wasn't their fault. You know, either God didn't want them to get there, God didn't move on their behalf, it wasn't His will for their life. Right? You guys with me tonight? Do you know know people believe this stuff? And, and I had grown up believing that God was good. My mom told me. She said, she said a long time ago, she said, if you'll stay with God is good, you'll never get off track. She said, it doesn't matter what you don't understand. If you'll stay with God, with God is good, you'll never get off track. And so as I started teaching these Bible studies, I'd, I, I'd be teaching. I'd, I would see in the Word where, it, where they would say, well, it looks like God said this and he, was, he wasn't having mercy on them or he was mad at them and he was going to punish them. Or, you know, people take these things. They've got the book of Job so messed up. that I mean, why? because it's an excuse to fail, right? If you, if you can make God the bad guy, then you can fail. And that's what they had. They had a bunch of excuses to fail. And, and, and good, sound, fine-sounding uh, fine, fine arguments, right? They, they could tell you they had Scripture and verse why it was okay to fail. But that doesn't make the Word of God untrue. Singleness of vision, if we see God from the right light, we won't get confused and we won't get off. 
Amen? Getting off is not what we want to do. And the very next verse says, but if your eye be evil. You ever notice, did you notice that he's talking about eye? He doesn't say eyes. You know why? Because you can't look over here and over here at the same time and focus on either one. And there may be people that can move their eyes off directions, but if they do, they ain't seeing nothing. <laughs> Amen? I don't care what, I don't care, you know, they can move their eyes cross-eyed and you ain't focused on anything. Because your eyes have to be looking directly at the same thing. Amen? Both eyes. If you go like this, both your eyes went like this. They say, look over there, Rob, and I go like that. Both my eyes went over there. Right? So I, I looked at him with my eye. Amen? And, and, and the Lord said, but if your eye be evil, and what's he saying? If it looks at things a different way than I look at them. Amen? Any other way than his is evil. And, and, you know, we take that word and we say, oh, yeah, that's evil. You're evil. It, it just means twisted. It means wrong. Wrong. And, you know, he didn't say, he didn't call it double, he didn't call it double visioned. You know why? Because there's way more visions that are wrong that, than the one that's right. In other words, you got people out there, you got people in, in our camps. I remember when I came back to the Lord. You guys got time for a story? Yeah. I came back to the Lord and uh, because I needed His help. Amen? <laughs> I needed His help. So I started seeking His stuff. Anybody ever sought the Lord's stuff? Look at Proverbs 3, 9, 3 and 9. We'll, we'll have a verse for this. Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your substance... And with the first fruits of all your increase. It's a good verse, isn't it? Yes. But see, I wanted, the, I wanted the second part of it. Right? See, I, I wanted to honor the Lord so that I could have the second part of it, not because I wanted to honor the Lord. That's a big deal. There's people in faith camps all over the place that they want, the, they want verse 10. Verse 10 says what? so shall your barns be filled. It doesn't say so that your barns will be filled. It doesn't say honor the Lord so that your barns will be filled. It says honor the Lord and your barns will be filled. Amen? Honoring the Lord, it doesn't honor the Lord when we, when we barter with His Word. That's not honoring the Lord. Honoring the Lord is giving unto Him out of love and respect for who He is in your life, for what He's done, not because you owe Him, but because He, he is. Amen? It's an indescribable thing. It's called giving. <laughs> yeah, giving. Did you know that giving to get isn't giving at all? Right? Giving to get is trading. And see, I wanted to trade. I wanted to trade some of my time and, and, you know, I mean, I'd say, I don't know what's wrong. I'm reading the Word every day. I had a thousand reasons why I should have plenty. I didn't have any reason that was right. Because I wasn't honoring the Lord. Amen? I was, get, I was, I was trying to do the first, first part of the verse so that I could make the second part happen. What I didn't realize is, if I truly loved the Lord and cared about the things of the Lord, I would honor the Lord with my gift. I would bring it before Him willingly, gladly. If the second part of the verse never existed, I would still do it. But the Lord wants you to know that the second part exists. 
but he doesn't want you to do the first part just because the second part exists. That's not honor. You know what honor, the, the word honor, one of, the, one of the, the meanings of the word honor is to make weighty, huh? to make important. In other words, make the Lord important with your first fruits, with your substance. Make him important. Don't, don't, make, him, don't make him a channel. Make him your source. I, just, I wanted to seek everything he had, but I didn't want to seek him. Amen? And see, that's called, that's called not looking right. I'm not seeing things right. When you see things right, you begin to seek the Lord and not the stuff. Why? Because you get excited about his vision, how he sees things. Amen? And, and as we see things right, we, we become single vision. What do we become? God vision. We become God-minded. And everything we think about do, when we see a situation, we don't look at people that are doing wrong things and say, oh, they're, they're on their way to hell. We look at people that are doing wrong things and we say, Jesus died for them just like he did me. You know what that is? That's God vision. Amen? Anytime you catch yourself condemning somebody or not having mercy on somebody, know that you're not looking at it the way God's looking at it. God sees things through love. Amen? And everything He sees is fixable. There's not such thing, there's no situation out there where He looks at it and He's like, whew, I don't know. They've totally caught me off guard with this one. I never thought they'd get to this point. No, you've done nothing that surprises him or nothing that he isn't able to fix. Amen? If he has your heart. If he has your heart. God doesn't want your back. He wants your heart. we got people working for stuff all over the place. There's a whole other vision that's wrong. Right? That's what I say. Well, i got the scriptures up on my, up on my mirror. I've been listening to every CD, every tape. I'm going to church. I'm doing the work. I don't know why God's not moving. Why? Because I've already gotten everything that I earned. <laughs> Did you know that you've gotten everything you've earned? It's nothing. Right? That's what you get is nothing. Because <laughs> that's what we've earned but what God wants to give us for free by His grace and through His love and that we can receive by faith. Amen? It's a free gift. And we can't earn it. Amen? But, but we can keep trying all we want, but we're looking at God's things the wrong way then. And even when I'm trying to give enough to make another verse work, I'm doing works. Amen? I'm not doing the Word of God. And when we begin to do the Word of God, that's when the Word of God begins to, do, to work in us. Amen? Doing the Word of God. Look at... Uh, we got all kinds of verses going, don't we? Look at Mark 12. We're supposed to seek something greater than what we see on this earth. We're supposed to see things differently than what others see them. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33. He said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. What's he saying? Look for the way God does things. Look for the way God does things. And do them that way. Right? The Amplified says in, in that very verse, it says, Seek ye first his way of doing and being right. 
And he's not saying seek that necessarily for you. Seek that in every situation you see. When you begin to seek God first, in other words, seek his way, seek his heart. In other words, when something comes up and they say, what, how do you feel about this? You know, a lot of people say, you ought to give me something. <laughs> you know, and people say, I need, I need, and you should give, you should give. Amen? <laughs> And the next thing you need to do is seek God's heart on what you should do. That's seeking first the kingdom of God. Why? Because you don't want to do things differently than he wants them done. Why? Because you believe the way he does it is the ultimate, most excellent way. And there is no other way than his way. That's called seeking first the kingdom of God. You're not just seeking it for you. And when you begin seeking first the kingdom of God, you're seeking it because you love Him. You, you're living an excited life when you're seeking first the kingdom of God. An excited life. Why? Because you're expecting something good to happen for somebody every, time, every day, every minute of every day. Because you're seeking the kingdom of God and you're beginning to see things the way God sees them. And He sees them and He says, Oh, they are so close to this. And you're thinking, how could I get them just a little bit closer, God? Because I see it too. Amen? Amen. You're, you're, you begin to care about more than you. See, when I, went, when I was looking at, at, at uh, Proverbs 3, I cared about me. Right? My bills, my needs, I don't have enough. What about me? Right? The song, it isn't fair. I don't have much and I want my share. Hmm? Can't you see? Can't you see I want to live? Man, we can make it sound so good, and it's not God. People have fine-sounding arguments as to why it's okay to twist a verse to fit their life and to tell their story as to why it's okay. It's not okay. People have done it to such a point that they read the book of Job now, and even after God stops the whole book and says, let me talk for a minute... After they read all that, they'll say, well, I know God stopped it and said, let me talk, but I still think he done wrong to Job. <laughs> you got people that are so indoctrinated with religion, they can't see good when it comes. Amen? We don't want to be that way because everybody says, well, I'm sure glad I'm not that way. Somewhere you are. Guess what? Everybody has a bit of tradition in them somewhere. You know, Brother Moore told me several years ago, he said, start, he started looking, start looking at everything you believe in the light of the Word. <laughs> and, man, I started finding some stuff that I don't even have Scripture to back. Uh-huh. You know, you're like, yeah, anybody ever said, said that uh, we can go where angels fear to tread? Do you know that's not a Scripture? I looked for it for months. I'm like, I know that's a Scripture. I've said it all the time, told people to go off into places they ought not been. Why? That's not a scripture. Huh? You need word. We didn't have any. <laughs> Where did I tell you guys to turn? Mark. Mark 12, and we're in Proverbs 3, and we're in Matthew 6, right? We still got lots of fingers left. See, I don't know how this is going. I just put it on paper, and I wait to see how God's going to unfold it. <laughs> you guys think I have a plan, but I don't. <laughs> I do have a plan. It's God's, and I'm, I'm counting on Him. Amen? Amen. Mark 12, verse uh, 32. 
32. And the scribe said to him, Jesus had answered them correctly. <laughs> he obviously didn't know he was talking to Jesus, right? So he told him he did an excellent job. Jesus was kind. He said, excellent and fitly, admirably answered. Uh, let's go to the King James. That, that might even be easier than the Amplified. No, I'm wrong. <laughs> and the scribe said, what? said to him, well, master, thou hast said the truth. For there is one God, and there is none other but he, 33, and to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. How much of your heart does God want? How much of your understanding does God want? And do you know in your understanding you may not understand? But God wants all your understanding. In other words, when you don't see what He's doing, understand He's right. Remember in John 6 when He started talking about eat my flesh and drink my blood and every man lost his whole congregation. Gideon's revival right there, man. The troops were gone. Right? And he looked at the 12 that were left, and he said, Y'all going too? And they said, No way. Only you have the words of life. They didn't understand one thing he just preached, but they knew enough to stay put. Why? Because they knew he was good. They knew he was kind. They knew he was more than what they understood. And that's what we all, and when, when he says, I want all your understanding, sometimes you're not going to understand. Sometimes there are things, there are literally things that you could ask God about, and he said, if I would show you that right now, you couldn't understand it. Right? right? Well, let me rephrase that. For you guys, maybe no. For me, yes. I remember I had a situation in my life, and I said, Lord, I really don't understand this. And he said, if I showed you right now, you wouldn't understand it, and it wouldn't help you. He loves us. He knows what we can take, when we can take it, how we can take it. Amen? And, and He's got a plan. And if we'll believe in that plan, we'll believe in His will. Amen? We'll believe and give Him all of our heart. Not part of your heart. You know what, you know what people that have, that have given Him part of their heart are? Miserable. Why? They're living two ways. They're trying to get God's things out of a world system. can't happen. It can't happen. You'll make provision for your flesh. You'll make provision for failure. You'll, you'll say, well, if it doesn't happen, i got a credit card. Well, if it doesn't happen, we'll do this. If this doesn't, if he doesn't come through for us, there, there is no if he doesn't. Amen? Do you think God, God, you think God tells you to make a, a plan B just in case he doesn't show up? <laughs> Right? <laughs> I need you all to make a plan B. I have not decided whether I can do this for you or not. Amen? So I need you to have a backup. A backup for God. You know, nobody's got God's back. God has His back, His front, His sides. He's got your back, my back, every back in the whole world. He's got their back. Amen? And, and, and after He said all this, to, to, he, said, uh, he said to love him with all your heart, with all your mind. And, and when he answered this to Jesus, Jesus said, you're not far from the kingdom of God. 
What, what was his problem? What, how was he missing it? He wasn't doing it. Knowing it and doing it are two different things. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we, we've, we've got, you've got to renew your mind to begin to do the things of God and see the things of God the way God sees the things of God. You don't want to see them the way I see them. You don't want to see them the way Brother Moore sees them. You want to see them the way God sees them. And you're believing God that He'll help Brother Moore, He'll help me, He'll help Mrs. Moore to show His vision. I don't want you to see my vision of God. I want you to see the true vision of God. Amen? Because I'm here looking for Him the same way you guys are. And I believe He's good, just like you guys do. And I believe as we seek Him in that manner, we'll see more and more of Him. And, and as Brother Moore, and we've been praying for months and years now, actually, that He would reveal himself to us what's really him and what's really not him and i believe he's been faithful to show us that every service amen every every time we come together he has showed us his goodness amen jesus told this man he said you're really close you're not quite there but you're really close to the kingdom of god so in 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 this respect you can't begin to seek the kingdom of god until you give him all your heart because you'll see it wrong. Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. They have no other motive. They're not trying to get something from Him. They're not trying to make themselves look good. Amen? They're just trusting Him and believing He's good. Amen? They'll see God. What, What will they see? They'll see His heart. They'll see His way. They'll see the things He does. They'll see the things He doesn't like. Amen? They'll see God. Why? Because they have a pure heart. They're motivated by loving Him, not by needing Him. Amen? Don't get me wrong. I've been motivated by needing Him a whole bunch. And He is so kind and merciful and went ahead, took me in, helped me out. But there was a place I couldn't get to when I just needed Him. There was a place in Him I could never see when I only served him out of need. It's just like Brother Rob was talking about today, out of grudging or out of necessity. You can't do that. You can't give that way. There's no such thing as giving grudgingly. (laughs) Right? The minute you give it away, it becomes an ungift. Right? Is that a word? It is today. Ungift. (laughs) Right? So you've got an ungift out there because... Why? Because a gift can only be a a product of giving. And when you do it grudgingly, there's no love. And without love, giving is not, there's no such thing. Amen? No such thing as giving without love. No, I didn't put that up on the board. They're quick and sharp here. Glory to God. Go back to Mark, uh, Matthew 6. Matthew 6, he says, If your eye be evil... The whole body shall be full of darkness. What's he saying? You're not able to see. You're not able to see what's right. But your whole body's full of darkness. So till even you're to the point that all you see is darkness. So what you believe is in the darkness. So you begin to make up religion out of darkness. How many know religion is dark? It takes you to places where God can't get to you. Amen? Well, just think about it. If you believe God doesn't heal anymore, that's religion. God can't get healing to you. 
You can pray for somebody all day long that doesn't believe in healing and they won't get healing. You know, somebody that believes God might heal them has a, a, at least a chance, right? But somebody that believes God, that healing's passed away, like talking in tongues, that passed away with the, with the disciples, with the apostles. There's no more talking in tongues. Well, I don't know what we've all been doing then. Huh? It ain't passed away. <laughs> but religion steals the goodness of God out of your heart, out of your mind, out of your life. It keeps you from having what God wants you to have. And that's why the devil tries to take it. you got people that want justice. <laughs> Lord, I've been wronged. Take care of it. I've been wronged. Take care of it. They want justice. They don't want justice. They only think they want justice. Amen? Amen? You don't want justice. Because if he has to have justice for you, he's going to have to have justice on you. That's right. Amen? Amen? I want my justice to be Jesus. That's the only justice I'm looking for. I've got justice. I've been justified by Jesus Christ. And I don't need any other kind of justice. Amen? He said, if you're like, he said, he said how great is that darkness if, if everything you see is dark? How great is that darkness? Amen? And then he goes on, he says, no one, no man can serve two masters. What's he talking about? He's still talking about the same thing. You can't see God's way and be looking your way. And you can't do God's way your way. Anybody ever wanted to do that? God told him to do something. He said, I need you to do this. And you say, okay, I'll do it. But I'm thinking I'll do it this way. What do you think about that, God? He'll say, well, no, I told you how I wanted it done. He doesn't even start talking to you about it after that. You know, he's made himself clear. You know what to do, but you don't want to do it that way. That doesn't change his plan. Do you ever know, you know that, that it won't change God's plan by you not wanting to do it? Go over here, see if these guys agree with that. <laughs> yeah, you can not want to do it all day long, and it'll still be his plan. That's right. Amen? How many reckon Paul wanted to go to Jerusalem? Where, where beatings awaited him. You think he started jumping up and down? Said, hey, let's have a little party, beating party. Because I'm going to go get beat. No. But he didn't argue with God's plan. He went that way. Amen? He went that way. You know, Paul did a lot of things that we don't have to do. Amen? You should be happy about that. You know, I have people all the time, they say... Well, you're, my kids ought to have to go through everything I went through. Well, I don't want my kid to go through everything I went through. I want her to have better and gooder and better and gooder and gooder. And after that, more. And easier. Right? I don't... How many people like learning through turmoil? Right? Did you know... It's like not reading the instructions and having to build something twice. That's, that's what learning through turmoil is. And when if you just read the instructions in the first place, you'd have put it together right. I remember when, when Ramsey was about three, we bought her a swing set. <laughs> and uh, I had worked for a toy store. I had built swing sets for years. I'd, I'd worked for my first job outside of mowing lawns. Oof. <laughs> Which now you know I don't like to mow lawns. <clears throat> Started mowing them when I was eight. 
But uh, my first real job where they paid you by the hour was at a toy store, and we'd put swing sets together, and we'd set them outside, and people would call us to their house, and we'd put them there. So, I, you know, it had been years since I'd worked there, but I bought Ramsey a swing set and uh, brought it home, and I was too smart to read the instructions. <laughs> what I need instructions for, I built swing sets all my life. So I start building this swing set, and, man, it's taken forever, first of all. I get all the way to the end, and I look down, and there's this part sitting there. <laughs> and so I go back and look at the instructions to find out where that part goes, and it was like step number three, <laughs> and I'm on step number 33. That part never got on that swing set. That swing set was incomplete all the days of its life. I threw that part away. The little rocket ship had no nose. But what if I'd have just read the instructions? What if I'd have just got, got, gotten rid of the pride and went with God's way? I said, Lord, how should I do this? And, you know, and a lot of people say, I don't need to ask God about everything. You need to listen about everything. No, you don't need to ask God about whether to eat that head of lettuce or not, but you need to listen whether he's telling you not to. You know, we don't need no spooky pookies going through the grocery store saying, Lord, which head of lettuce do we get? Just trust that if you pick up the wrong one, he'll tell you. Amen. He's talking to us all the time. Amen. I'm sorry if I offended somebody. If you like praying like that in the grocery store, continue. Continue. Where are we at? Where did I tell you? Where we... What scripture are we at now? Matthew 6. Oh, no man can serve two masters. There's one way of doing things. No man can serve two masters. There's one way of doing things. And if you try to serve two ways, you'll be divided all the time. And God won't have you divided. He wants all your heart. Right? He wants all your understanding. And so when you try to give him half, he ain't taking it. It's incomplete. He can't use it. It's not that he doesn't love you and he doesn't want to help you. He cannot. <laughs> Some people say, well, God can do anything. Yes, and he won't do that. <laughs> right. Why? Because he wants all your heart. That's right. Because with half of your heart, he can't do anything. Amen. Remember he said in Revelation, I'd, I'd rather you be cold than to be lukewarm. That's right. I, I, I'll spew you out of your, my mouth if you're lukewarm. That's right. I would rather you just be cold. Why? It's safer for you. To be cold than it is to be in the middle of the road. How many know one side or the other is safer? The middle of the road is no place to hang out. But the best side of the road is the hot side. Amen? Wow, that's almost like the hot sign, like a a Krispy Kreme, huh? No. (laughs) Man, got me way off track out there in another world. Huh? The hot side, that's the best side. When we get excited about the things of God and we grab hold of the heart of God and we see the true vision of God, then we begin to react like God. Amen? We begin to say things that only God would say. Wisdom comes forth like you never had. Why? Because you got, He's got all your heart. He can now work with you. 
He doesn't pour in wisdom and it goes through the half side that loves him and then goes through the other side that doesn't love him and, and it spills out into it's a, just a big ball of nothing. How many know God's wisdom mixed with your wisdom is foolishness? <laughs> right? People have been trying to do it for years. They take a scripture and then they pull it out of context and fit it into their life. That's why they've got Job so messed up. Why? Because they're not looking at Job from God's point of view. They're looking at, we, we tend to look at things from a human point of view. And when we see things that don't seem humanly right, we judge them from a human point of view. And we say, oh, I just don't think that God was fair to Job. By golly, I don't know. I see, I know he said he was, but I just don't see it. You not seeing it doesn't make it untrue. Right? God's word's truth. And you not believing it, you not understanding it, you not seeing it, won't make it less true. But when you say, Lord, I don't understand that, but I know you're good. I know you're good. Then you'll start seeing it. Then you'll open up the book of Job and you'll say, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I've done that too. Me and Job are alike. We both messed up. <laughs> what, what you'll find is that you're both human and you both did some things that God couldn't work through. Didn't make Job less righteous. It didn't make him any less, God love him any less. It just put him in a place where God couldn't get to him. Amen? Amen. God's a good God and he's trying to get to us all the time. Wow, we're way so far out of my notes right now. We're going to have to take a right turn somewhere or just believe God. Whew. God's a good God. And how we see Him will decide what we receive from Him. Amen. Look at uh, uh, Matthew 19. Matthew 19, verse 29. Actually, if you look in verse 28, you don't have to go there, but, you know, Peter had asked him, you know, we've left everything. We left everything for you. And, and Jesus said, and yeah, and, and you're going to get to sit and judge, you're going to sit on a, on a throne and judge the 12 tribes of Israel. You know, that, in other words, God's saying, yeah, there's a reward for that. Let me know there's rewards. Amen. There's rewards. You know, I would think they were happy that they got to judge the 12 tribes of Israel because they loved them. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think they're happy they get to judge somebody because they get to throw the book at them. <laughs> the reason we should be happy if we ever do get to judge somebody is because we love them. That's, right. That's why I'm glad God's going to judge me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> He's kind. Yeah. You know, here's, here's the, here is the qualities... Of God, of, the, of God the judge. He's kind and patient. He loves us. He, he, he's, he's merciful, right? He's kind. He, he's, he's kind to the unthankful. So if I was unthankful, I'm okay there, right? I want God judging me. That's the judge I'm looking for. Amen? Glory to God. But, but, you know, I don't even know how I got off on that. But that, they, that was their reward. They're going to get to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. Verse 29. And everyone. Well, how many people? Everyone. everyone. 
that has forsaken houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, wife. Wow, they forsook a lot of people. Anybody in here want to forsake their wife tonight? No hands. No. <laughs> See, we've got to read this from God's point of view. See what I'm saying? You can't look at verses like this and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand that perfectly. Yeah, we, I, I, no, I hate my mom, my dad, hate them. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying, if you can't put me before them, if you can't walk away from them to go to me knowing that I'll do better for them because you did. Right. You have people all the time saying, even when I started teaching Bible studies, I taught five a week. So, I mean, I was gone every night. And they said, well, you're missing your daughter's whole life. And, you know, I didn't, don't remember missing one day of her life. I remember God making me time every time it was important and giving me wisdom to say things when just when they needed to be said and giving me time to sit in her room when she was upset until she wasn't and showing me how to do things. Why? Because I honored him first. I honored him first. Amen? And when we begin to see things like that, it says, it says they'll receive a hundredfold and everlasting life. Glory to God. And you'd have people you'd have people in the church today, they'd say, Well, I, I forsook my wife first. You may have forsook yours, but I forsook mine first. I should be getting more than you. No, it's the same reward. Amen. You can forsake your father, your mother, your house, it doesn't matter what. It's the same reward. But it is a reward. But you but you gotta look at the verse. Through God's eyes, he's saying, I want to get you everything, and I want you to be the husband that you always need to be. I want you to be the father that I, that I can make you to be, but you've got to forsake them and put me first. Amen? And see, he doesn't, he doesn't have this other vision that we got. See, we've got, well, I can put them over here, and then when I need to get to them, I'll get to them, and, and then I'll have you at the head, though. But every now and then I'll switch you around because I'll need to help them. Right, because because that's a good dad, that's a good husband. No, a good husband will stick with God, no matter what. Amen. Why? They'll trust how good he is, and they'll know that he's going to do right. Amen. He's going to do better than they could ever do if they'll just trust him. Amen. He said, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God." In other words, seek first, look for how I would do it, and everything else will be taken care of. Amen? Look first on how I would do it and do it that way. And quit worrying about all this other stuff. He's saying, what's he saying? Those are distractions to you seeking me. Right? You worrying about how much your job's going to pay, where your kids are going to go to school, what this is going to do, that's a distraction to serving me. Now, don't get me wrong, jobs are a good thing. Right? You seek first the kingdom of God at your job. Right? Because you walk in and that crabby guy you don't want to talk to is the very one he sent you there to minister to. Yeah, I have people all the time that say, well, you know, I would work there, but it's full of heathens. Well, I'm like, if that makes good sense, why he might send you there then, huh? You know, <laughs> you know, I could shine a flashlight up into that light right there and you wouldn't even be able to tell I had it on. But take it over in the dark sometime where it can do some good. God wants us in the world, seeing people in the world, ministering to people in the world. He, he puts us there purposely, right among the heathens. 
Some, he put somebody among you when you were a heathen. Thank God he put lots of people around me when I was a heathen. I needed de-heathenized. Amen. And he gave me some de-heathenization. Right? Man, mom was praying night and day. Keep laborers around that boy. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's helping us. He's helping us a bunch. Did I say, where are we at? Matthew 19? Matthew 19, yeah. <clears throat> and then he said in 30, he said, uh, Matthew 19, 29, then 30 said, but the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And then, of course, there was no break in there, and it went right into the next parable. The next parable is the parable of the householder that had the vineyard. Let's read that. Why? Because this is how God wants you to see things. Because people read this, and they'll look at this, and they'll say, I wonder why God wasn't fair to those people. He was fair. That's exactly right. God's just all the time. It's, it's people that want to twist his word to fit their circumstance that make him look unjust. Amen? It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. How many, how many think he knew how many laborers he needed? And he hired just the amount he needed. You reckon he, he was he was out? This is what he did, right? He knew how many it took for that day, so he went out to hire that many. Verse verse three, two. I'm I'm sorry, two. It said, and when he had agreed, when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he agreed to their price. Didn't say they agreed to his price. He he may have went out there and said, how much do you need? They could have said whatever you think's right. But instead, they agreed. They said, we need a penny a day. So they set their own value. Right? Many Christians set their own value. They tell God exactly what they want, and they, and they seek for exactly what they want, and then they wonder why they never get any more. Because you're only looking for exactly what you want. You've got to be looking for more. You've got to seek first the kingdom of God. It's way bigger than your vision. If you're not seeing bigger pictures than what your vision is, you're not looking hard enough. And you're not looking for the right things. When we begin to seek first the kingdom of God, you begin to see things unfold that you never knew before. Amen? And you begin to see answers to questions that you didn't have. Amen? He begins to do things in your life, and you don't even notice it. Why? Because you're just happy seeking the kingdom. Glory to God. When we're seeking the kingdom of God first, things begin to happen in our life, good things. And we're happy about them, but we're still so excited about the kingdom of God that it can't override. These good things that are happening in our life don't mean nearly what we thought they would when we started believing for them. Remember when I was believing for my, for my businesses, man, they were poor, sad, and, and bankrupt. And, and I was believing, well, I, let, me, let me rephrase that. I thought I was believing God. Because I was throwing my first fruits at him, hoping that the second verse would work. Right? God, I'm giving, 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 giving. Why ain't you doing, 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 doing? Everybody, anybody ever shout at their garden that way? I planted seed in you. Why aren't you coming up? Just wait, and he will. <laughs> anyway, long story short, 
I got a hold of the Word of God and got excited about the things of God rather than excited to get the things of God. I got excited about His Word and other people knowing about His Word. I got excited about going and doing things for Him rather than looking for Him to do things for me. You know, in other words, I started seeking His face instead of His hand. Right? Because how many know if you're in His hand, you're a long ways from His face? Amen? Because I don't think He's sitting there like this. Sometimes He may look at us and go, oh my. No, He doesn't ever do that. (laughs) But when I started seeking His face, when I started seeking His heart, when I started seeking His way, His will, doing right, being and doing right, then things in my life started set. The next thing I know, I turned around. Those businesses were successful. I don't know how. Why? Because I was busy seeking the kingdom of God. I went into a new business. I went into the family business. Amen? And when I went into the family business, he took care of my business. Isn't that what it says? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his way of doing and being right, and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, I'll take care of the rest. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough to worry about on its own. What's he saying? Don't go back there. That's literally what he's saying in that last verse. He's saying, don't go back there. Stay with me. Seek me every day. Never go and think about tomorrow. Because just seek me today. If you're seeking me today, you're never worrying about tomorrow. If you find yourself worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow, know you're not seeking Him today. Because you can't be seeking Him today worrying about tomorrow. <laughs> I kind of got that. Right? It's like a light bulb went off in my head. Right? When we seek God, we're not worrying. Yeah, you have people that go, Ooh, I'm seeking God. I'm trying to figure this out. What are you doing? Are you seeking God or are you trying to figure this out? <laughs> we got to watch. If we'd listen to ourselves just a little bit, we'd slap ourselves more often. I'm convinced of it. If we just, if we just listened to ourselves for one more minute, we'd say something like, oh, stop that. Huh? Oh, I'm just seeking God. And I'm trying the best I know how. What? You're trying? Are you seeking God or are you trying? I don't want to try. I want to do. I want to do. Everybody that's not seeking God, they're trying things. They're trying everything they can find to give them peace, to find them joy. They're they're going every direction in the world to try to get what God gives freely, to try to earn what he already wants them to have. Amen? And we don't have to do that. We can seek ye first. The kingdom of God. Look for his way of doing and being right. Look for his way of saying it. Look for his wisdom in the situation. Look for the good in what looks horrible. Do you know that God can watch the news and find good in in the worst parts of it? He could turn it around and make it good. If people would quit saying, oh, I can't believe they're doing that. And you know who's saying that? We are. (laughs) Okay, I am. You guys aren't. Right? We're watching the news and we're saying, those people, if they just only knew better, hell in a handbasket, by golly, hell in a handbasket. That's where the world's going. You helped nothing. 
That, that wasn't even good wisdom. Amen. Do you know a non-Christian could say that? A Christian could say, you know what, we're praying. And God's going to take this a different direction. He's going to find, he's going to find the good in this. And He's going to fix it. And people say, well, I don't know how I could find the good in that. You know, there's some things that you can't find the good in. He can. I don't care how bad they look. He can. That's where it goes back to don't look at your understanding. Just understand that he's good enough to overgood anything that's been undergooded. And there's you, a great sentence right there. He can overgood anything that's been undergooded. All he wants to do and all he, he if he shows up, there will be so much good that ungood can't happen anymore. You know, sometimes the words just work. Amen. It ain't about hillbilly. It's just about making it work. Whew. Matthew 20. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man who is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire... I don't even know if these verses work with what we're saying right now. <laughs> and when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into the... He agreed with their price. Keep that in mind. He agreed with their price. They set the price. He said, got it. You're done. Done. And he hired the exact amount of, of people he needed for his vineyard to go out and work that day. That he didn't set... They set their own value. They told him what they were worth, and they were working for whatever they got. You got Christians doing that every day. <laughs> if I could just do... I, I got to go to the church and serve because I can't get anything from God unless I do wrong Amen. that's not what serving god's about Amen. right they say oh i gotta sow because i'm in need i'm in need i'm in need that's not why you sow you sow because you love the lord and you trust in him and you know that he's good and if you sow you will reap if you don't faint people that are sowing in need usually faint why? Because your need was quicker than his than your harvest, Amen. right? Amen. My needs always came ahead of my harvest. No, I don't know why. <laughs> well, yeah, I do know why. Because I wasn't seeking God. I was seeking a harvest. If you seek God, you get a real harvest. Amen. 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 Glory to God. He wants us to sow, and He expects us to sow. Don't take this wrong. Sowing and reaping is right. We should sow and we should expect to reap. But our motivation for sowing, well, your motivation for being rich, your motivation for having things, it shouldn't be so you can have things. It should be so that you can be a blessing. And then you'll just have so many things that you'll have fun too. How many know he's big enough to get you everywhere he wants you to be and give you everything you ever wanted? Glory to God, He's just that big. But you've got to put Him first. And the way you put Him first is love the Lord your God with all your heart. Not love the, Lord, the Lord's money, the Lord's ability, the Lord's... Right? You can't love added, and all these things will be added unto you more than you love, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Right? 
See, for me, when I used to read that verse, I could have just got rid of seek ye first the kingdom of God because uh, I wanted all those things to be added unto me. So I was seeking the kingdom of God with a motive that, ha- that was wrong. It wasn't because I was excited about God's vision. It was because I needed him to fix my problems. Right? None of y'all have done that, so don't, okay? Because it's not a good thing to do. (laughs) He agreed to their price. And then verse 3 said, and he went out about the third hour. Now, didn't he already know that he had enough workers? So he's kind. He's kind. This is a kind man. And the people that are in the marketplace see that. He doesn't need any more workers, but he's going out in the third hour and he's getting more workers. Why? Because they don't got anything to do. He's a kind man. Amen? He's a good man. And he goes out the third hour and he says, and he, and he says, go, go into the vineyard, you know, do work, for, work in the vineyard and I'll give you whatever's right. Whatever's right, I'll give you. And, and, and they turned around and said, well, tell us what's right first. <laughs> no, they didn't. What? Why? Because he already was showing kindness to let him work at all. He didn't need more help. Right? But the vineyard was big enough. Why? Because he'd been blessed that he could continue to bless. And so he said, go ahead, go work today. At the end of the day, whatever's right, I'll pay you. And they trusted him. They didn't have to have it in writing. They didn't have to negotiate. They didn't have to get an agreement. They trusted him to do what was right. When we trust God to do what's right, you'll find yourself having more than you ever dreamed. When you have to negotiate and have an agreement, you'll get just exactly what, what, what you earned. Amen? Glory to God. Where were you? Verse 5. And again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he went out again. Why? Were they not getting the work done? What was going on? Why does he need to go back out there? Because he's kind. There's still people that need a job today. There's still people that that, that need need to work. I want to bless them. I've been blessed I want to bless them. There's no other reason for him to hire these people. Right? If, 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 if he would have needed more help, I think the Bible would have said he, he, he went out because he was short help and got more. Right? But he didn't need more. He went out and got more help because he's kind. And every time he does this, he's showing kindness. He's showing goodness. He's showing mercy. Why? Because I don't need you, but I want you to have this. That's mercy. That's the goodness and the love of God. And he's showing that. And and this is a picture of God. This is how God is. You could be going through lots of things. And he doesn't need anything you got going for you right now, but he's going to use you anyway. Why? Because you need him to use you. These people needed the householder to use them. They needed to get out of the marketplace and go out and work. They needed the householder, and the householder didn't have to have them. But he gave them a job. Amen? Glory to God. That's the kindness of God. He's showing his kindness right there, and everybody's seeing it. Even the guys that went out the first, they're seeing all these other people, and they're going, I wonder why those people are coming. 
But you know, they're happy because it's less work for them. Right? <laughs> More people, less work. Right? So he went out at the 11th hour. You know, that means they work 12-hour days. Man, you'd be thrown in jail as a boss you work so many 12-hour days now, wouldn't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know that we can do it? Really? <laughs> okay, we'll stay there. That's, that's just meddling, isn't it? <laughs> they were working 12-hour days. He went out at the 11th hour, only one hour left in the day. And there's still people out there. You know what that tells me about those people? They weren't quitters. They were staying there. They were hoping for something to happen where they could make some money that day to take home with them. They weren't quitters. They didn't say, ah, it ain't working for me. This ain't the job I wanted anyway. If God would just bring that miracle job where I made 100000 a year instantly, I'd take that. There's only an hour left in this day. What could happen there? With God, a lot. Amen? Amen. With God, a whole bunch can happen in an hour. Glory to God. It did for these people. He went out the 11th hour. He went out and found others standing idle. And he said to them, why, you, why, are you, why have you been standing here all day? And that's why I know they were there all day, because he said they were. Huh? That's a good way to know things. If you, God says it, that's how you know it. You right? You can add stuff to the Bible. My tie's messed up. There we go. You can add stuff to the Bible, or you can just go with what he said. And he said they were there all day which means they weren't quitters. They were going to stand there and hope for something. When you hope for something in God, something will show up. And there's been a lot of people at the 11th hour, they said, they said, well, God's not meeting my need. It's been 11 hours and I ain't got it yet, so I guess it ain't going to happen. Guess what? He only needed one hour. He only needed one hour. He only needs one second. You could go past your time and he'd still fix it on beyond that. Amen. Amen? Amen? Don't limit God. He went backwards all the way through time to fix you and me. He went and took Jesus and the blood of Jesus back before the foundations of the earth, back before Adam. Huh? And he fixed me, you and me. He wiped out sin. He wiped out everything that sin caused. And he saved us. He had to go, he, he can, he, time doesn't affect him at all. Amen. He can fix it. There's no such thing as an unfixable problem. Amen? The 11th hour, and they said, we, why do you stand out here all day? And they said, what? <laughs> it's because nobody's hired us. It's an honest answer, isn't it? Verse 7. He said, because no man's hired us. It's a pretty honest story, isn't it? And he said to them, go to the vineyard. Whatever's right, that you'll receive. They're only going to work an hour. And they said, you know, that's only an hour. I know, you know, an hour and you're paying them a penny, so that's like a twelfth of a penny I'm going to get. They didn't even think about it, did they? See, too many people trying to think these things out. How's, how's God going to do this? It's too late. This, this can't happen. How, how's this little job going to help me? Take the little job. He'll put you in a little job to minister to one person for two weeks and give you a promotion. Amen? You got too many people picking where they want to go when God already showed them what He wanted them to do. 
We don't get to choose those things. Well, you can. I shouldn't say you don't get to. You can choose. But one of these things is going to be a wrong choice. There's God's choice and there's the wrong choice. And there's no other choice. God's are wrong. So if you're not God's, you're wrong. Amen? He said, go into the field. Whatever's right, you'll receive. And they went into the field. Verse 8. So when even was come, when the, when, when the nighttime came, wow, they worked all the way from early morning to night. Slave driver. They better form a union. <laughs> Ooh, nothing against unions. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Man, it felt like... Whew. So when it was come, the Lord of the vineyard said unto the steward, Call the laborers in and give them their hire, beginning last to first. So he purposely pulled the last ones, the one that had been there one hour, up first in front of all these people that had been there since 3 and 9 and whatever, every time they were supposed to be there, all these other people all the way to the ones that got there at 6 o'clock in the morning. Man, he pulled them all up there. And he started paying them. And they looked down and said, oh, they got a penny? And they started getting excited. Because if he got a penny, I'm worth way more than him. You know, sometimes people think they don't do that. You look at what other people got and you say, well, I'm better than them. We're not better than anybody, are we? What he should have done is said, oh, man, I saw that guy waiting this morning. I knew he needed something and God just blessed him. That's what we do when somebody gets blessed by God. We don't look at it and say, that never happens to me. And then you wonder why it doesn't. Because you just said, that never happens to me. Well, guess what what happens when you say it never happens to you? Never happens to you. (laughs) So he starts paying them last to first. Verse 9. And when they came to they that were hired the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. Why? Because he's good. He's kind. Amen? Every man received a how, how happy you think those guys were that they stood out there all day? How happy were you that one time where you didn't quit and you saw the glory of God manifest in your life and he fixed it at the eleventh hour? Amen? It's, you know what? He fixes at the third, sixth, ninth, eleventh, and twelfth hour. He fi- he'll, he'll fix it at the thirteenth hour. Is there a 13th hour? If there is, he'll fix it. Amen. Amen? And every one of them got a whole penny, which was a day's wages. I looked it up. It was a day's, a good day's wages. You got, that was pretty good pay. Right? And, that, and they got a day's wages for working an hour. Why? Because they, they believed in him with their heart. With all their heart, with everything they had, they believed something good was going to happen. And it did. They hung around all day waiting for it to happen. And it did. Verse 10. And when when the first came, they supposed they would receive more. Why would they suppose that? They made a deal. They earned what they got. Right? Too many Christians trying to earn what they got when God's got the penny for them for an hour. Amen? He's looking for your heart, not your back. 
They gave, them, they gave the householder their back. These other guys gave him his heart. They said, we'll do whatever we can. You give us an hour, we'll do as much as we can in an hour because you've been kind to us to even give us a job at all, to care enough about us to come out here and, and give us work. We, we'll, we're, we're going out. And these people are saying, well, I don't know why we wouldn't get more. And they didn't get more, did they? It says they likewise received every man of them a penny. Verse 11. And when they'd received it, they murmured against the good man. I like the way they put that, the good man. They, they murmured against the good man. That's what people do when things don't go the way they want. Right? They murmur and complain. And they, they, they don't even call it murmuring. I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's wrong. I'm not going to talk bad about them, but they're worthless. You know? I'm just going to never tell people to go work for them. Is what the, that's what's going to happen. I'm sure they're fine people, but they're scum as far as I'm concerned. You're talking double language right now. Huh? When you're mad and you're seeing two things, you're saying two things at once because you're, you're messed up. You got two visions. You're offended. When you're offended, you can't see anything right. The fence is the ear stopper, eye stopper. It stops everything God would ever want to do in your life. You want God to not be able to work in your life, get offended. It's like a wall. Because that's what it is. What's it say in Proverbs? It says a contentious brother is like a strong tower or a strong wall. Right? A brother offended. Wow. Lots of verses coming up. They murmured against the good man. Verse 12, saying, These last, they've, they've only worked one hour, and, we've, and he's made them equal to us? That's what God does. That's what God does. He takes people, and he, bring, he sets them up high. He takes them from down here, and he puts them up here. And we shouldn't be upset when that happens. We should remember when he did it for us. Amen? We shouldn't say, I wonder what, how in the world they get saved. <laughs> I remember when I came back to church. I know I've told this story before. When I first came back to church, I walked in and sat about oh, five, six rows back. Not this church. It was way before this church. But I sat about five rows, six rows back, and I sat next to a guy that knew me before I came back to church. And when I sat down, he moved over three seats. <laughs> and, and I said, I said, what's up? And he said, ah, lightning may strike right there. And I don't... <laughs> And at the time, it didn't bless me a bit. It didn't even bless me a little bit. He was just joking, but it didn't bless me. <laughs> because I was a baby. And I literally mean that, a whiner baby. I was, you know, still looking for a reason to get offended and not be in church. I don't need this church stuff. Me and God can do it right at home. Guess what? You need this church stuff. Everybody needs this church stuff. Glory to God. What verse were we on? He said, he said uh, saying that these last, they, they got, he made them equal to us, and we've borne the whole burden of the heat of the day. We worked like dogs. They come in and work an hour and get the same pay as us. They should be happy, not mad. They should be happy. But they're not happy because they want more. 
They didn't come into this thing looking for somebody else to get something. They came into this thing looking for them to get something. That's why it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Because if you don't, you're only looking out for yourself. And when you're only looking out for yourself, you can't see when somebody else is blessed. That becomes a stench in your nostrils. Well, I've been believing God forever, and they got their house before me. Guess what? You just moved yourself back in the line. Why? Not because God wanted to move you back. He can't get it for you because you're not in the place for Him to do so. You're still, you're still mad because they got it before you. You're like these people. They should have been saying, man, I, their, their family's hungry too. I'm so glad they got this today. That would be looking at it from God's point of view. Amen? Verse 13. But he answered one of them and he said, Friend, guess what? He's still being kind, isn't he? Yeah, because he's a kind man. Did you know that love never answers out of, outside of love? God will never give you a non-love answer. I'm not saying he won't give you a straight answer because sometimes love will answer you straight. Amen? I mean, he's answered me straight a couple times. That's when I straighten right up, right? It says, Brother Moore says, that's when you just go straight to the carpet, put your nose in and begin repenting. Amen? But he's still being kind. Why? Because he doesn't want them to be offended about this. He wants them to see that there's a better way of doing things than the way they did it. There's another way of seeing things than the way they saw it. They saw it where you have to take whatever you're going to have. And if you don't take it for yourself, you're not going to get it. Amen? You've got to negotiate. You've got to have a contract. You've got to say, I want this much, and you've got to demand it. Amen? <laughs> and, and he wants them to see there's a better way. Amen? And uh, he said, I didn't do you any wrong. Didn't you agree with me for the penny you got? In other words, didn't you get exactly what you wanted? Isn't that interesting that when we get what we want but somebody else gets something better? that what we wanted is not good enough? <laughs> yeah, but God, I only got this, and man, you know, you gave me a two-bedroom, and they got a five-bedroom. Be happy for the five-bedroom people, and you'll get a seven-bedroom. And you can't be happy to get the seven-bedroom. You've got to be happy expecting nothing but the two-bedroom. <laughs> and God will promote you. Glory to God. He said, didn't you get what, you, what we agreed, agreed for in verse 14? Take what's yours and go your way. In other words, go be happy. He wasn't just saying go away. He's saying take what's yours and go be happy. Go, go, go your way. I'll give unto the last even as unto thee. What's he saying? This is how I'm going to do it. This is what's in my heart. It's what I'm going to do. Amen? Verse, verse 15. Is it not lawful, lawful for me to do what I will with my own? And here's the verse right here. Remember what we started with in Matthew 6, 22. Is your eye evil because I'm good? In other words, can you not see right just because I'm being good? When, you, when your eye's evil, good becomes bad. When the good things that God's doing for others, when you're seeing, when you're not seeking the kingdom of God first, you're not seeing them as kingdom important. 
you're not seeing them as God valued. You're seeing things that you didn't get, that I don't have, that I want. The why weren't they better to me? Why didn't God do this for me? But when you're kingdom-minded, you don't have an evil eye. You have God eyes. And you begin to see his heart and what he was trying to do. And what he could not only what he could do for them, and you say, well, he could do that for me. But I'm sure glad he did it for them. Why? Because now you know he'll do it for you. Amen? Because that's the heart of God. The heart of God would have been to bless them all. It would have been. The heart of God would have been. But they set their value. They put him, They limited him by setting their own value. The others didn't limit him. He said, I'll do whatever's right. And they said, that man knows what's right. Let's go to the field. Amen? Why? Because they saw his kindness. They saw his goodness. And they, he, he said to these, he said, is your eye evil? In other words, can you not see this right because I'm good? And that's what we've got to do. We've got to begin to see things right every time. We've got to have a single eye that's focused on how God does things. It's got to be seek ye first. Look for diligently what God is doing and how he's doing it. What he would have you do. What part he would have you play. Was he just being kind there? Was, was he helping this person? Did, did he want to use you? Amen? Did they just need some love over there today? Because I don't know why I'm going here. Because I have no reason to go here. That's just going to eat up my gas. I don't want to go there. Stop that. If God sent you, there's a purpose. And it's a good one. And when you get there, you'll be a blessing. And you'll be a help. And you'll bring peace. And you'll bring joy. And you'll do things that you didn't think or even know you were sent to do. But you being in the right place, seeking God first, not seeking your own. And that's what he's saying. He's not just talking about food and clothes. He's saying, don't seek your own. Don't spend every day of your life selfish. Amen. Seeking God first is the most unselfish thing you can do. Because what you do is you give up all of you to all of him. And in exchange... You get back all of him. And you get ability that you never had before. The verse that Rob, uh, the, it's close to the verses that Rob will close with it in 2 Corinthians 9. He said, every man should give as he purposes in his heart. When we seek first the kingdom of God, the purpose of our heart becomes the purpose of his heart. And you'll be a giver on a whole nother level. It's not just talking about money. Anything you give now has a greater value. Why? Because you're giving it through the love of God. You're giving it out of a... You're not just giving to the offering because it's offering time. You're giving to the offering because that offering's going out and, and it's, it's doing great things. There's people coming into the church, hearing the word, being saved. There's people getting stuff for, at no charge from the word supply. There's a plane flying over to another state later to another country to preach the good news and you're happy about it. It cost you time and effort and money and glory to God. Thank you that He let me be a part. 
Why? Because now you're seeing it right. It's not just another project and it's, whoo, it's huge. I can't believe how big that project is. What was he thinking when he made that big old project? He was thinking what God was thinking. There's people in Nigeria. There's people in Paris. There's people in Europe and China that need the Word of God. That's what he was thinking. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way. How would he do it? He'd get you over there as fast as he could and get you something that would get you to every place he could as fast as you could. And you would preach the goodness of God and they would see that there is a good God. And he loves them. And he'll do for them what he's done for us. And it doesn't matter that they live in China, in whatever country they live in. He's good there just like he's good here. And he can do anything. Glory to God. Glory to God. Got to change our vision. Every bit of our vision. I don't want to just change the parts I know. You, know. you know when you're looking at something wrong. But guess what? For everything you're looking at wrong that you know, you're looking at thousands of other things wrong that you don't know. But as we seek first the kingdom of God and His way of doing and being right, looking for how He would answer, looking for what He would do, looking for what... You know, just when somebody asks you a question, should I answer it? How should I answer it? Can I answer it? Right? Lord, help me to love them right so they don't get offended. Help me to be an answer to them and not just give an answer to them. Amen? God wants to use us, but He's got to have all our heart. Amen? All of our heart. All four corners, six sides. I don't know how many sides you got on your heart. <laughs> it's not a pump, right? It's the center of your soul. It's who you are. And He wants to make you who He wants you to be. Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Glory.